Self-love isn't all bubble baths and blow dries. It's about learning to know your worth, to be your unapologetic self and face your fears. If man can go to the moon, you can learn to love the skin you're in. I know it's not easy, but it is so worth it. My name is Anna Louise Bonacera. It's time for you to honor your body, step into your power and flourish. Welcome to the Self-Love Detox. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Self-Love Detox podcast. Now, if you're listening to this as it comes out, then you will have been with us last weekend for our self-love detox live event and if you weren't then you really missed out because it was incredible. We had over 20 amazing speakers coming and giving their top tips or a workshop. Um, We literally had everything from hypnotherapy to fitness to bonding with baby to real life stories from mums who have suffered with maternal mental health. Um, to raise awareness for Maternal Mental Health Week and we raised some amazing money as well with some incredible raffle prizes um, from uh, the small small businesses that donated them Um, and I think there's still some special offers as well so make sure you go and check those out too. So this has been a crazy week um, mainly because we're just getting our heads round coming down after last weekend um it was exhausting I genuinely felt exhausted on the Monday um not that I don't feel like I did much but obviously only what you can do from at home but I think just being present and on the go all the time I think that definitely kind of you know heightens your emotions um so I've kind of just really taken it slowly this week and obviously doing homeschooling and being a mother (laughs) that has to uh keep going unfortunately no i'm joking um the homeschool i'm not joking about though (laughs) um and just taking it really easy so um there was no podcast this the the week after because it was so time consuming to do the event but we are here now back for a podcast um so we are going to be talking today about intuitive eating and I want to talk about this because we've just had no diet day, international no diet day and I think the idea of ditching diets altogether is very scary for a lot of people um, and I don't want to, you know, go too deep into it because I think it's something that for me I found I needed to take bit by bit, step by step, chunk at a time. And um, when I kind of was faced with it head on, I kind of hid it away. And, you know, I was reading a book, I always talk about this, and it was saying basically that you don't need to restrict and you can eat whatever you want and still love your body and still be a happy weight and healthy weight. And um, I kind of, it was the moment where I started to question, do I really have to live on a diet forever? Um, So I have decided that I want to start being that question for other people to the beginning of their journey um but again we're going into it lightly I'd like to say um but I'm going to be talking about my experience with intuitive eating and we're going to be going through the 10 principles of intuitive eating as well I know a lot of you are really keen to know more about this um and there are so many great books which I always talk about that talk more about this um, including Just Eat It, uh, Just 
Just Eat It. Yeah, Just Eat It by Dr. Laura Thomas. I'll link to it in the notes. And uh, Body Positive Power by Body Posi Panda, also known as Megan Crabby. So for me, I came across it um, in the book I read originally that I put down for a year and didn't pick up again um, by Mel Wells as well, The Goddess Revolution, another great book. Um, and it is, it is a bit woo-woo as well, so it's less facts. So if you're more of a facts person, go for Dr. Laura Thomas. And if you like a bit of spirituality, go for Mal Wells, The Goddess Revolution. Um, and it talked about how any form of restricting in terms of food, like cutting out food groups, giving food names like bad carbs and good carbs was considered disordered eating and that was the first time I'd ever heard of the term disordered eating and it sounds kind of scary doesn't it because it's kind of like it it is actually could be one step away from having an eating disorder now I don't think my obsessions ever went that far um, but I definitely definitely have had disordered eating and I think to be honest most of the world will have had disordered eating because you know they'll have tried Atkins and you cut out this and they'll have done the 3-2 diet and whatever that is and keto and cutting out this and that you know whatever plan we followed in in the past we've all kind of had those times where we've restricted ourselves on certain things um and I think any plan that even says that it's a healthy lifestyle actually does encourage you to exclude things or make healthy swaps um which isn't necessarily a bad thing but if you're completely denying yourself of something you love and you're eventually gonna fall off the wagon and binge it anyway then it's just doing you more harm than good so i um i had started to question it at that point and then from there on i kind of started following more people who are in the body positive world um i think it was it wasn't by on purpose to begin with and then it was just by chance and the more kind of i read about it the more kind of awakened i felt or woke as people are are, the cool kids are saying i guess um i feel so old um and uh yeah so i started to kind of question it more and more and surround myself with a different type of people who were talking about it from a different perspective and it's funny actually because recently I've been called hypocritical for my ways um but there I'm not hypocritical I've I've just had my eyes opened because I have I'm a fitness instructor um I've been in the health and fitness industry now for the past seven years um and it's something I did talk about with clients and promote definitely um but I always feel like I came from a place where I wanted to help other people and for me the way I thought I was helping people was by following this plan and stuff um and I still think there are good people out there who have the same intentions and there are definitely good health products out there I'm not dis um what was it not disempowering let's just say that's a that's a good word not disappearing them those at all because I still take you know um whole food supplements every day all my family does four generations of us um so there are definitely things that are important but I think it's about how you come across 
as how you're portraying it and how others around you are portraying it that are leading you to feel this way. And I think it can be a, a, a very toxic place to be kind of consumed with people who are constantly trying to lose weight because you constantly question your self-worth and you, you have to ask yourself, when's enough? You have to decide with yourself, when do you stop and where do you reach success and how do you celebrate success and, and where do you go after that? Because a lot of people talk about plateauing and then they need to try a different plan because they need to lose more weight. But it's actually quite dangerous to push your body past the set weight you're supposed to be. Um, and I'm going to be talking more about this sort of stuff to do with dieting, how it's wrong and talking about food guilt um, on our Zoom call, which we're going to be doing this week, actually, um, in our private membership group, the South of Queens, this month we are doing a Zoom call all about food guilt and how dieting can actually be a, a, have a bad effect on you mentally and also physically. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where my journey started. And I think, to be honest, it wasn't until after I had Spencer or when I was, probably when I was pregnant anyway, because I kind of had no shirts, right? <laughs> I was pregnant, I was even too. Um, but after I had Spencer was really when I dived into it more. Because I feel like I'd kind of been holding myself back in denial a bit. Like I'd built up this whole brand and I was helping women um, lose weight and feel great. And I needed to stop and regroup and start again. Um so it's something that, you know, it's not hypocritical at all. It's just I had my eyes away opened and I found a better way to help people. Although I think it's harder. I think it's a lot harder to help people see this path because I think sometimes it's quite easy to, it's much easier to kind of stay in that lane where everyone else is because everyone else around you talks about dieting and needing to lose weight and the fact that they're fat and they're putting on weight during quarantine they're going to come out not fitting into their trousers and, and all this stuff um I think it's actually quite easy to stay on that lane and I don't blame people who who don't jump off but if you start to question whether this is life forever or if you can find peace with your body and stop feeling guilty about what you eat then let's talk um because I'd love to help you on a journey so intuitive eating is literally just trusting your body again and it's something we have to learn because it's not it's been kind of beaten out of us in a way because we're told that we can't eat whatever we want and be the skinny or be the size we want to be we have to you know be healthy, watch what we eat is something I think we hear a lot. Um, and, you know, we kind of don't trust ourselves to know when we're hungry or when we're full because, you know, oh no, you're not hungry, you just need to uh, drink some more water or you just need to go exercise when sometimes you're actually just hungry. So I'm going to read through the 10 principles of intuitive eating with you now and discuss some a little bit. So number one is to reject the diet mentality. So this is like kind of letting go of that anger that lies between what you've been told and what you have 
been led to feel like you're a failure. You know, every time you've done a diet and it didn't work and you felt like you were the failure, when it's not you who's failed, it's the diet who's failing you. You know, these wouldn't be multi-billion dollar companies if diets worked. And that's what we really have to think about. I think like something like £28,000 is the average spend a woman spends on on dieting in her lifetime. Like what could you do with £28,000? A lot, right? (laughs) Especially right now. (laughs) Okay, so rejecting the diet mentality. Now that is a big step. Um, And what I would say is just dip in and just go against the grain and question it. Just begin to question it and then let your kind of mind explore from there on. Number two is to honour your hunger. So trusting your body to know when you're hungry, to know when you need nourishment and to know when you are full. Um, Letting yourself back in the driver's seat in terms of that and being in control. If you need to have a snack and it's not in your plan, then you you just need to have a snack, you know. It's, It's not something that we can write down because your days change every day like when you're you know out walking about you're probably going to be hungry because you're burning more calories so you're going to need to eat more to keep up the energy and again when it's really hot you need to drink more water you need to be keeping you know more hydrated there's so many different things so many different factors that can can account to why you're going to be extraly hung extraly hungry definitely not a word extra hungry am I so learning to trust that again. Number three is to make peace with food. So not having any restrictions, no labelling food as good or bad. You know, that gives those connotations to food and it kind of messes up your relationship with what you're eating before you even eat it. And if you're going to, you know, dive into something that's considered as bad foods, then you're going to feel really guilty and you're not going to enjoy it either. You know, why, what's the point of eating something that we actually love, but we just feel so bad when we eat it that then we end up, you know, punishing ourselves afterwards. So get rid of those labels. All food is food. All food is fuel. Okay, number four is to challenge the food police. So when that little voice in your head tries to tell you that this food is good or for bad food, challenge it. Say F you or duck you, as we like to say, and just try and move past it. I think acknowledging things as they come into your mind, you know, being open to realizing that you're gonna, you know, this isn't gonna be an easy journey. It's gonna be something you need to take one step at a time. But just acknowledging that you are labeling foods good and bad is really, really important. Okay, number five you feel your fullness. So checking in with yourself when you're eating and ask yourself how the food tastes, listening to your body for the signals that you're no longer hungry as well. So for me, I literally used to eat everything that's on my plate. And I feel like that's come from as a child, you know, you're always told, aren't you, you know, eat all your food because it's if like when you're going out for dinner and like a family member's paying, it seems really ungrateful if you don't finish a meal. So I felt like I had to eat everything that was on my plate, otherwise I wouldn't seem grateful. But now I have learnt to, you know, if I am really hungry, just stop and don't 
stuff yourself silly it doesn't mean you're not grateful at all but just really think about how you're feeling as you're going along you know it's okay to feel stuff sometimes if you're having something and you're really enjoying it that's cool too put on some stretchy pants get a hot water bottle <laughs> drink some water um you know but it's all about listening to yourself and on a regular basis how full you are number six is discover the satisfaction factor so allowing yourself to eat the foods that you actually desire that give you pleasure and learning to tune into what feels good and what doesn't feel good in your body as well and that's really important so if there are foods that you do eat that don't make you feel good that you know leave you feeling rubbish you know maybe they're not the best ones to eat um but allowing yourself to eat those foods that you do love and not letting yourself feel guilty for it number seven is to cope with your emotions without using food so this is a tough one and this is something i talked about a lot recently during the pandemic especially but it's actually you know we are reaching from a food from an emotional blanket type of way emotional blanket a security blanket that's it for a security blanket um you know but looking in the mirror and asking yourself what do you really need in this moment do you need to open up to a friend or do you really just need to eat an extra chocolate bar or dig into a tub of ice cream if that's going to satisfy you in that moment and help you through it or you know talk to someone while doing it and get your emotions out there not feeling guilty about the food but also being open to finding out why you need it is really important number eight respect your body recognizing your body for all that it does for you instead of criticizing for other ways it's not perfect we need to learn to find the gratitude for what we can do with our body and celebrating it as well that's so important celebrating what is what is good about our body you know we have arms they let us hug our friends and our children and hold hands with our partners you know we can do so much with our amazing bodies so we really need to learn to respect our bodies number nine exercise and feel the difference so shifting from focusing on burning the calories to actually having fun and doing what makes you feel good so I always say I hate running (laughs) I hate running so I am not spending my um allotted slot to go exercise outdoors for a run I exercise indoors in fact we're doing bell exercise all this month in our membership group every single weekday I'm going live and we're doing four songs a day and we're just moving our bodies feeling sassy listening some amazingly empowering songs and it's so much fun and I love exercising that way um but I do not like running so do what actually makes you feel happy what makes you feel good there's so many different types of exercise out there you can definitely find one that you like and number 10 is to honor your health so eat what tastes good and makes you feel good but the goal isn't the goal is to see that all food is equal all food is equal in how you feel not all food is going to be healthy for you obviously some foods are going to be not as high in nutrition value but it's how you look at it that's important you could eat a carrot and an apple with the same love and affection as you could eat a chocolate bar and they are the 10 principles of intuitive eating so 
I, I just want to say that intuitive eating is amazing because it gives you the power back and it stops you from missing out on things. Like, for example, I used to um, say that if I was going to go out with my friends, I would either have a cheat meal or and um, drink water or I'd eat a healthy meal and I'd drink wine or Prosecco. So I would never let myself kind of off the hook and have both. And if I did, then the next day I'd be using my exercise to burn all the calories I could off that were extra because I allowed myself to fall off the wagon. It's really, when you look back at it, I, for me, I understand now how bad it is, but I didn't at the time. And maybe for you, it doesn't seem like it's so dramatic. But when you think about the the punishment of that, emotional torture, like if you heard your children saying, oh, I can't eat that mini roll after I've had my strawberries for pudding because I just have to work out 10 times harder the next day. Like, you'd be like, don't be silly, have a mini roll. <laughs> or any other chocolate substitute. We are not in favour of mini rolls. I just have a box in my fridge. <laughs> you know, we need to think about this. And if a friend would say it, how would we feel towards them? What would we tell them? You know, they're fabulous just as they are. I can guarantee most of us will say that. You are incredible as you are and you wouldn't be punishing them for eating an extra mini roll after dinner. So why do we do it to ourselves? Why can't we be kind to ourselves? Why can't we be our own best friends? And I think that's what we should aim for. Be kind to ourselves like our own best friends. So I hope that's really interested you and maybe answered some questions but I definitely recommend reading more about it and learning more about it because it's fascinating and it will keep your brain ticking keep those questions coming in and eventually you can find a place where you feel good about eating food and don't feel like you're chained to the good food section or whatever it is in the plan that you follow so I just want to send you all my love and I hope that in these times you're surviving I know it's tough and it um, grabbing food can be a real emotional blanket as I called it a security blanket so just be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. We're going through a ridiculously insane time that no one ever imagined. This isn't how 2020 is supposed to go, but we're dealing with it and you're doing your best. So I just want to reach out and give you a great big hug and say that I'm here for you if you need me. The Self Love Detox, our support group, it's here if you need us just know that you're not alone and please speak out if you need that too you know there are so many people around um charity helplines text lines um and other people who just want to be a support for you so you're not alone sending you loads of love thank you so much for being here 
No matter where you are on your journey, know that we are here to pick you up when you fall and celebrate with you when you win. It is your time to step into your power and flourish. Sending all my love and gratitude. Until next time.